Welcome to Luxury On Air, where we explore the trends, innovations, and personalities defining and redefining the luxury industry. Is the sound of an icon amongst luxury sports cars, the legendary Porsche 911. It is the most known model by the German manufacturer and the pinnacle of Porsche's brand. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Luxury on Air, the podcast series in which we talk to luxury experts in industry and academia. My name is Felicitas Moorhardt and I will be your host for this episode. Today we focus on a specific type of luxury goods, sports cars. And what could be a better brand to talk about than Porsche, the German automobile manufacturer? Porsche has a long history in the sports cars industry, especially with its iconic 911 model. But Porsche is also part of a newer development, the transformation from combustion engines to all-electric cars such as the Porsche Taycan. And this is how the Taycan sounds. In this episode, I talked to Sebastian Ackermann from Porsche's marketing and brand strategy team. We discuss where Porsche comes from in terms of branding, its current brand management, brand purpose, and the transformation to the future. So enjoy our conversation. My line today goes to Germany, more precisely to Stuttgart Zuffenhausen. And anyone who knows anything about luxury goods and cars knows who is based in Zuffenhausen. Correct, Porsche. I would like to welcome Sebastian Ackermann from Porsche's marketing and brand strategy team. Sebastian, welcome to our Luxury On Air podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation, Felicitas. Well, before we hop into the driver's seat, I have a crucial question for you. Which is your favorite Porsche model of all times and why? Well, on a Sunday weekend, always a 718 Boxster, our fantastic convertible. In any other case, the 959 still one of the greatest sports cars we've ever built. And why? It's great looking and obviously it, it has a lot of performance. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to see our listeners' comments on, our, uh, on your choice here. So let's see what we will uh, get as a, as a feedback from them. So uh, are you ready, Sebastian, for a couple of questions? Yes, sure. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Um, so you once uh, told me that um, Porsche has a very specific approach to branding. Actually, Porsche has been around for 73 years now, but you have not done any strategic brand management for the first 70 years. Um, this is also known from some other luxury brands because one belief is that a luxury brand has such a strong charisma that customers probably come on their own without any active brand management. A little bit in, in the sense luxury brands allow themselves to not heed any market research advice or listen to customers' desires or requests because they have the self-confidence as being the tastemakers and setting the trends for customers. What do you think of this argument? And why did Porsche finally decide to switch gears three years ago and um, mount a marketing and brand strategy team? Well, the answer is quite simple, Felicitas, because we observe a clear shift towards customer centricity. Customers nowadays decide their favorite brand based on its contribution to society. 
Um, well, as a uh, result, we used the last three years to address one of the most important questions in contemporary brand management. The question, what our place in this world is. So what is the answer to that question? Well, as a brand, the place that we want to have in the hearts and the minds of our fans should be described with the feeling of making a dream come true, I would say. We call it driven by dreams. Our purpose links both to the pioneering spirit of our founder, Ferry Porsche, and to a purchase reason that many of our customers have in common to fulfill their dream of driving a Porsche one day. I agree. I also have a lot of people around me who, uh, for whom it is equivalent, uh, making your dreams come true is uh, one day owning a Porsche. Um, I think when people think of that, I guess that still evokes the picture of the legendary 911 in their minds, the ultimate sports car as a symbol for success, smartness and sportiness. However, in recent years, you have managed to successfully stretch the brand into new segments, introducing new models and thereby building the bridges between luxury and premium. But before we talk about this and what the challenges were, can you tell us what the crucial model series are for you, including their target audience? Um, yeah, sure. The most popular model series in the first quarter, 2021, was the Macan which could be delivered to yeah, roughly 22,500 customers. The Taycan, Porsche's first fully electric sports car, was also in high demand. It was delivered almost as often as our icon, the 911. That is maybe uh, of surprise to, to a lot of listeners. Um, but anyway, thereby we will be selling more Taycan this year than in 2020. Our all-electric successful model has already achieved almost half of the 2020 sales figure. And moreover, Felicitas, about 50% of the buyers are new customers. As you can see, the Taycan increases our fan base. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Um, but how did this hardcore 9-11 community react to that? <laughs> hardcore is an uh, interesting term in that sense, um, <laughs> but overall pretty good. Obviously, the other 50% of the Taycan buyers are existing customers. Many of them have been for a long time. And their feedback is very clear. The Taycan looks, feels, and drives like a real Porsche. So there are indeed people who have, for example, a combustion engine 911, and they are also interested in buying a Taycan. So they have both cars in their garage? Some of them do. Yes, exactly. Okay. Interesting. Um, so it looks like being a very successful um, route you took. Um, but in total, how do you rate the result of this brand stretching so far? I'm pretty sure uh, many, many things work well, as you just described, but were there also some challenges or what are, are the challenges ahead that you see? Yes, sure. Um, well, the, the Taycan overall will be spearheading our drive to electrification. 50% of all Porsche vehicles will be sold with a fully electric or at least hybrid drive in 2025. Therefore, it was very important to us that both the Taycan and the according infrastructure adhere the Porsche DNA. But at the same time, Porsche continues to offer combustion engines, um, like you already mentioned, particularly in the 911. 
So a primary task for us in brand management at Porsche will be to cover this um, yeah, ambiguity and remain clearly positioned and at the same time differentiated. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the Taycan is a very, very sexy car, um, and it's it's the latest development for you. Uh, you jump totally on a big trend at the moment, the electrification, because it's a pure electric vehicle. What do you think? What will prevail in the long term? The pure electric vehicles, such as the Taycan, or when we talk about the competition Tesla, or the hybrid, so for example, a Cayenne hybrid or a Panamera hybrid? Yeah, as mentioned before, 50% of the cars we deliver in 2025 will be powered electrically. By the end of the decade, it will be more than 80%. So the majority of these being fully electric sports cars, the remainder sporty plug-in hybrids. Let's stay a little bit on the electric cars. Uh, of course, there is no way around Tesla when we talk about electric cars. Um, now, as... Uh, as that competitor, how do you perceive Tesla from a brand perspective as a still young luxury brand? Yeah, I think the development of Tesla is very impressive. Elon Musk is a charismatic leader and visionary, but he pursues a different strategy than us in the way that he wants to reach higher quantities. Porsche sticks to its focus on exclusiveness and smaller quantities. We make individual dreams come true for our customers. Mm-hmm. So it looks there is still enough room in the market. And I mean, both uh, Ferry Porsche and Elon Musk probably are um, big leaders, big visionaries, as you also mentioned uh, just, just a second ago. But it's nice to see that even, uh, even there, there is enough room for different visions, for different ideas, for different market segments still. Um, that's, uh, that's a beautiful news to hear. Um, electrification in the automotive sector is also strongly driven by the sustainability discourse and uh, increasing regulation by governments. Sebastian, how are you reacting to this from a brand perspective? Well, Felicitas, sustainability is an important part of our strategy 2030. And holistically, on economic, ecological, and social terms. That is why we launched a comprehensive decarbonization program with a firm target in mind. Um, What we want to achieve by 2030 is having a climate-neutral footprint across the entire value-added chain and the life cycle of new vehicles sold. And we recently have reached another important milestone. The new Taycan Cross Turismo is actually the first vehicle that will be carbon neutral in the entire use phase. Hmm. Okay, so uh, really big steps ahead. Um, But I imagine that also comes along with a culture change inside the company, no? Do you have the impression that younger employees drive this topic more than maybe longstanding employees who still got petrol running through their veins? Mm, That is probably typical for Porsche. It's actually a mix. Um, I see um, older um, uh, colleagues that uh, were so keen to drive a Taycan and are so happy to actually uh, be one of the the, the first drivers at all driving this wonderful car. At the same time, I see a lot of younger uh, colleagues um, being proud of driving a vintage 911 
uh, around and they could never imagine driving electric car yet. So um, I think it's a, it's a mix. So it's not kind of a clash of generations, I would say. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's, it's actually cool uh, to see that the, the younger people, they might even cherish the nostalgic feeling of the good old cult 9-11, while the older generations are open for innovation. It looks like your company is really just driven by engineers and by people who are fascinated by innovation, but at the same time cherishing tradition. Um, I would like to uh, talk a little bit more about the purpose of your brand, because that is also one of the big hot topics at the moment in branding. And uh, as we all see, the understanding of luxury is changing with younger generations. With a younger generation, owning a car is no longer as important as it used to be, I have the impression. It's, it's becoming less of a status symbol. So to put it bluntly, girls also do go out with guys who don't own a car. A sharing economy uh, makes it possible to maybe just rent a car over the weekend. And in addition, people also expect companies to do less harm to the planet. In this context, what does new luxury mean for Porsche from a brand perspective? Um, New luxury for Porsche means, first of all, to develop our brand in all facets. Um, Well, apart from our commitment to climate uh, neutrality, that comprises the offer of more flexible ownerships models, such as Porsche Drive Rental, for instance. Um, A further investment in community building and a continuous development of our customer touch points. Thereby, this continuous progress follows our brand purpose. And that is very, very crucial. Customers and fans are able to feel what it means to be driven by dreams. That's very beautiful, the driven by dreams. Now, uh, the uh, logical question that follows now, um, coming from this brand purpose, driven by dreams, which dream, Sebastian, is currently driving you? Yeah, it's actually really transferring our uh, brand and um, opening it up in um, to, to the future, really. Um, attracting new audiences that maybe in the past have not considered Porsche at all. Um, it is attracting fe- a female customer base. It's attracting younger audiences. So this is really what uh, what is driving me every day. And as you can uh, already uh, see, it, driven by dreams um, means uh, all to me in, in the way that um, for, for the last seven years, um, it's actually me um, um, fulfilling my dream, working for such a wonderful brand such as Porsche. That's wonderful. I think when we stop dreaming, we somehow stop living. Um, so it's it's good to know that people working for these companies, they don't just see it as a nine to five job, but really as a passion, as something uh, which uh, spills over to their customers. If you are driven by dreams, I guess the uh, customers will be driven by dreams too. So uh, for everyone of uh, our listeners, if you don't have a Porsche yet, maybe using Porsche Drive Rental in the future will uh, enable you to spend your weekends, as Sebastian mentioned, on a Sunday Sunday together with the wonderful sound of a 9-11 Porsche Carrera. Dear Sebastian, thank you so much for your time and this great conversation. And uh, we will link 
all details about you, our topic, and Porsche in the show notes. And with that, um, good luck and keep on dreaming. Thank you, Felicitas. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Luxury on Air with Karine Segetti and Felicitas Morhart. This podcast is provided to you by Deloitte Switzerland and the Swiss Center for Luxury Research. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can leave us a five-star review. If you're keen to stay up to date on what's trending in the luxury industry, don't forget to subscribe. As always, you can find more information about the current episode in the show notes. We wish you all the best. Until next time.